Hey, welcome to Talking Mindset with Murph. I'm D-Mac. I'm with our CEO, Brian Murphy. Murph, good morning. D-Mac, man. Good morning. Hey, man, you ready to jump into this one? Let's go get it. All right. Here it is. Here's the ism this week. When we seek perfection, at worst, you settle for better. When you seek good enough, it is never good enough. Unpack it. Look, I, I think that at some point, this notion of like, we want to strive for perfection became unpopular. And I, I don't understand it, right? What, what we're really saying is, you know, I want to, what is the, you know, how good can I be, right? That's really like, why, why not me? How good can I be? And I look like, I look at that in everything that I do. You know, that doesn't mean I'm perfect in a lot of areas. There's areas where I'm far from perfect, but if I'm always striving to perfect, I'm getting better. And there's that improvement. But when you strive to good enough, it's never good enough. I mean, it, it never is. Like, you know, you don't say, you go into business and say, I just want to be good enough. Well, that's, you know, that's somebody that's out of business, right? And, and so for me, I want to be the best. I want to be perfect, the best I can possibly be. And then if I, on the other side, think there's no limit to how good I can be, man, you can do some really great things and you can impact a lot of lives and you can, you can impact yourself. And for me, it's a, it's a more fun way to live. It's just a, it's a better way to think. And so I look for people that are striving for perfect right now, not a debilitating perfect where you never start, right? Like I never start something because everything's got to be perfect. Nah, I mean, look, you can read into any of these things, but from my perspective on the move, how I approach my, you know, my craft, my career, my family, me as a person, I want to be perfect. Now, does that mean that I'm going to not forgive myself when I, when I slip or I fall or I make not, no, quite the contrary, but I know what that North star is and I'm running towards it and I'm committed to keep, keep grabbing for it. Cause I only have 70, 80, whatever, you know, we're not guaranteed much, uh, in life. And so I want to squeeze as much out as I can. So that's really what that means to me. Yeah. I that that's good, and and I like the fact that you, you know, brought up you know the the debilitating perfectionism, you know, where it's like it has to be so perfect where you don't even start, you know, and because uh, that's definitely you know one of the things that keeps us from uh, accomplishing a lot of goals. Again, and research supports that, where it's like you know irrational beliefs around perfectionism uh, that really keeps people from ever getting started, you know. And so I'm glad you pointed that out. You know, there's a there's a book Daniel Pink wrote a book called Drive where he talked about mastery, right? In the pursuit of mastery. And one thing he said is, you know, mastery is an asymptote, which I love that word. I was not great in algebra. I know we have a, a ton of smart people at, at RQ, way smarter than me. They're like, I know exactly what an asymptote is. I don't, but what I do know- I'm not one of them, but now I get it, yeah. <laughs> it's a fun word to say though, isn't it? Kind of asymptote, you know? Sounds smart. I'm going to use it later, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but ultimately it's like this curved- line that, again, I have no, I have no idea why it exists, but there's an X, Y axis, right? And it's this curve line that like comes really, really close to hitting this mark, right? Hitting this line and touching this, the Y axis, but it never touches it. It just like keeps getting closer the whole time, you know, and Daniel Pink describes it as, you know, I mean, that's the pursuit of mastery, right? Because, you know, you're 
Like you're, you can always get really, 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 really close to it, but you're never gonna, you're never gonna hit perfect, you know. But you got to have that, you know, spirit of humility, the spirit of of curiosity, right? The 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 drive to keep learning, the drive to keep going, you know. And uh, so when when I hear this ism, when I think about it, I kind of think about the asymptote, and I got to fit it in one more time, which I was happy to fit in asymptote again. So DMAC, man, you, you use two words in that and I love it. Um, I'm going to, you know, I, I'm going to, I need to read the book now. Um, but use two words in, uh, in both humility, um, and curiosity. And I think, you know, I'll, I'll give a shout out to you here as you've onboarded at ReliQuest. We just had this conversation the other day where I'm fascinated at your ability, um, to be curious when you started here and to learn and ask questions and be unafraid uh, to ask a question about something that, that you don't know about, right? And you're you're unafraid um, to to be embarrassed, right? So you want to ask the question, and and then you know that's your seeking perfection. That's you wanting to get better. That's you pushing yourself to want to understand what's being talked about, right? Not fake it till you make it type. And then the humility to know that you'll never be perfect. That's you know that that's really awesome to think about. Like if I'm striving to be the best that I can, but I can accept that there that you'll never probably think you're perfect. Even if you get to perfect, you're, you're never going to think you are. That is a powerful combination of things um, that we, we must keep our humility in life um, and can't take ourselves too seriously. We, we should be the first to laugh uh, when, when, we, when we mess up, right? No doubt. You know, I always say, like, if you have the ability to laugh at yourself, the good thing is, is you'll never run out of material, right? Because, I mean, you're with yourself every day and you're like, ah, that was dumb, you know, but yeah. I think there's a, like you really, um, first, I appreciate you saying that, but you know, I think about, um, if we get, if, if our confidence comes from what we know, or if I, if our confidence comes from our skill, we're just in a really dangerous place where we're going to fight this fake it till you make it type attitude, right. And not ask questions because if, if I hinge my confidence on my competence, like that's a dangerous place to be. It's like uh, instead of realizing you have value, may, your skill might not have value yet, right? Because maybe you haven't developed it. I I definitely don't have the knowledge, you know, behind what all RQ can do, right? It's like I definitely don't have the tech knowledge yet, um, but I'm learning, you know. And so, you know, I for me personally, like I take pride in learning. I don't really take pride in knowing, you know, I just, I just like, Oh, that's cool. Like, Oh, neat. Like that's a really neat thing. And so, you know, I think for me, that's kind of where, uh, I get that from, you know, where it's like, I realize like, um, I've accepted the fact that I'm not perfect and I'm totally okay with that. I don't want to be, I've never met a confident perfectionist, you know, since perfection really doesn't exist. In fact, I've, I've worked with pitchers that have thrown perfect games and I've seen their careers derail after that you know, because now they're chasing it every time. And, and here's the deal. Like nobody's thrown two perfect games in the history of major league baseball. So why are you chasing it every time? You know? And, but then it's like, they give up a hit in the first inning the next time. And it's like, they just go South, you know? And so I've, I've seen that, uh, you know, one thing I want to share uh, about goals. Right. And, and so the, there's, there's kind of two types of goals and I'd, I'd love to get your opinion on this. You know, there's one, there's like these resu- the result based goals, which is like, I mean, as simple as like, I'm going to work out five days this week, right? Very simple goal. But then there's these effort-based goals. And so the difference between an effort-based goal and a result-based goal is simply you add the, the phrase to the front of it, did I do my best to? So instead of, did I work out, you know, you, you know, at the end of the week, did I work out five days this week? It's either a yes or no answer, 
right? And there are some things that are results are very important, right? I'm not trying to act like they're not. But what, what keeps people on the path to mastery, and again, this is what research tells us, is if you have this goal that says, did I do my best to work out five days this week? Because this is where it's like, you give yourself grace, you know, because you're like, I didn't, you know. Uh, but it also focuses on effort, which is what you can control, right? Effort is between you and you. You can control that. And it also points to, let's say you did work out five days that week. Good. It's like, did I do my best to? Not really. Not, like one day I did it like in the afternoon, it was kind of 50% effort, you know? And so, but it always pushes you to like keep going. And so I just wanted to share the idea of like effort-based goals, right? That always keeps you kind of like going where it's like, just because you won doesn't mean you did it the best way you could do it. And just because you lost doesn't mean you sucked at it and did it the worst way. You know, it's like, what you like, what was the effort? What was the preparation that went into that? So uh, yeah, I'd love to get your thoughts around yeah, effort-based goals versus result-based goals. Look, effort. Um, it, it's 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 one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite words because it's it's one of the only things that as individuals we can control. You know, we can control of ourselves. Like I can control my level of effort. And uh, it's funny when you talk about effort-based goals. One of the the things I used to do uh, when I first opened ReliQuest, and we we're late 2007, came in the 2008. The world started to melt down around us, and you know, I started cash advancing credit cards and second mortgage on the house just to make payroll. And we're coming in the 2008 and 2009. And I was embarrassed to go home a lot of nights. You know, my, my wife who, uh, and that's a, that'd be another uh, podcast about communicating. Uh, but I was embarrassed, right? I'm the provider. My daughter's two and my wife's pregnant now with our son. Parker, you know, had him in December of 2008. So we've got a young baby and you know, there are times where she'd call me from the grocery store because she couldn't get a credit card to work or the debit card to work and would have to leave, you know, a cart full of groceries there. And so I, I, I was I was embarrassed to go home. And, you know, one thing that, you know, when I think about good enough or, or perfect, right, um, and, and this really comes to effort, is I would ask myself every night on the way home because you, you'd think about, like, do I need to quit? I mean, it's the worst economy, second worst economy that the United States has ever seen. The world's in disarray. I'm in a startup. You know, I've got payroll, and I've never missed a payroll. I'm proud of that, except my own. Uh, and uh, and and I just would say to myself, you know, is is this the best you can do? Like, did you do everything possible today to to break through? And the important thing was, I always found something I could have done better. And what that did is it it gave me a reason to go to work the next day. It gave me a reason to keep going, a reason to keep moving forward. And it could be the craziest thing that I came up with. But my day was never good enough. Like I never gave enough effort. And that has really driven my life as ReliQuest broke through and started to grow and expand and all those problems go away. I never forget that focus on, is this the best you can do? And that's when I talk about perfection or seeking perfection, I'm really channeling that thing that helped me keep going that so many people, I mean, family members, friends were telling me, Murph, this is, you gotta, you gotta tap out, man. You got this young family, right? And because it's statistically impossible to go from where we started to get to where we are. And, you know, part of that, um, beating that statistically impossible, uh, you know, the odds is to seek perfection and, 
you can never beat those odds when you just do good enough. And that, that's really what it comes down to me. And that, that's the mantra that I use to get to where we are. And, um, you know, and those are, you know, those are, those are tough times that they define Renee and I. And, and uh, it's funny thing when I, br- I bring it up now, I'm like, man, Renee, I said to her, you must have really hated me then. You know, like, why did you open the company? Why did and it's funny what she said. She goes, no, I just wondered why you're so mean all the time. Like, I, all I wanted you to do was be home and, and you know, talk to me and see me. And But for me, I was ashamed, right? I mean, we're built to be providers. And, and that was uh, so, you know, probably getting a little deep there. But that's what this means to me. You know, that's where it comes from. And it's deep inside of me. That's all I knew I could ever control in anything in my life was effort. And no one was going to put more effort than me into something. Man, that that's an incredible story. Like, you know, I've I, I heard it when I first did onboarding with the at the commencement speech, you know, that, that you did at Florida State. And just to hear it again is like, you know, I, I, I try to put my myself there and it's like, golly, I can't even imagine, you know, like um yeah, the fear, right? The uncertainty, kinda like the the shame for sure you know i've definitely felt that at times right as a as a, as a husband and a father you know so uh there's uh you know really just thanks for sharing that cuz it's really cool to think through you know like like how did you get through it like when other people were telling you you know cuz we always say like hey you know surround yourself with people that you believe in right and that you trust and that you know gain advice from them you know <laughs> like when they were saying hey murph tap out you're like no i'm going you know, like, yeah, uh, yeah. What made you do that? <laughs> yeah. so I, I look back on it now. I was crazy. Uh, you know, and I might've been one of those people if I was advising myself now. Um, you know what it really was DMAC is, uh, I thought about it. Um, but I, I didn't know how to go home and tell Renee that I was quitting. Um, I did know how to call my dad and tell him that I was quitting. Um, I had never quit anything before I'd never um I'd never let something just beat me to a point where I walked away um and as long as I could keep coming up with things that I could do whether I made them up or not yeah but I was a good liar to myself a couple of nights of the things I could have done yeah that one more cold call that would have locked it all down and then we had some people at the time you know Chris Ellett still here and as we grew a little bit more and Scott Noonan and you know, Colin O'Connor and a lot of the, we had employees. I had a team of 10 during that time. And I, I you know, I, I, I made a commitment to them. I hired them. I couldn't go in that office and tell them that I was quitting. I, I just didn't, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to quit, but I knew how to put in more effort. And so I, 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 I sought effort over like figuring, I, I mean, if you learn how to quit once, then you're going to learn how to quit again. And I was afraid of that. It was just, the accountability for me is so important, um, and I wasn't willing uh, to have those conversations. And so, if you're, you know, if you're not willing to have that conversation, you better you better find a way not to have to do it. And that that's what it became yeah. about a survival, right? So, yeah, um, <laughs> seems now no. now even saying it out loud, I'm like, you're a moron. Like, you know, that was that was dumb. It worked out well, and I'm proud of it. But it's also yeah. the reason, DMac, why. Um, I don't talk about the past much. It's why the future matters so much to me. It's why I don't, people want to sit and tell all wars, all the old war stories. I'm really not interested in it. Like to me, 
you know, our brightest days are ahead. And, uh, and, and that, that experience during those years, I really, uh, embedded that way of thinking into my head of like, just get to the next day, get to the next day. And I still think that way now. Yeah, that's good. Let, let's tackle that one in the next episode in regards to, yeah. <laughs> you know, folks in, um, you know, on the future and stuff like that. I definitely want yeah. to tackle that. But you, you talked about a couple things that I just want to kind of wrap it up here for us. Uh, you know, the, the biggest thing is the power of other, you know, the power of somebody else, right? The, whether it's your dad, Renee, or you surrounded yourself with an awesome team, right? But it's like, you couldn't let those people down, right? And so like left to ourselves, a lot of times, if it's just ourself, it's like, and nobody else knows, like, I'll quit. You know, sometimes like, ah, I'm not going to push. But when you know you're accountable for other people, whether it's family, you know, whether it's your teammates, whatever it is, and, and you really connect with that, with that power that you have and the group around you, it's amazing what you can do. It's amazing what you can do, right? I mean, uh, Navy SEALs talk about it all the time, like getting through Bud's training. It's like left to themselves, they couldn't do it. But when they tap into the power of other, when they get encouragement from their teammates, when they look at the guy next to them, you know, those types of things, they go, that's what pulled me through, you know, and it's, it's amazing how you can find that extra energy to just keep going, you know, and, and in this case, right, like chasing perfection by tapping into the power of other. And so just, just to those of you that are out there listening to us, like I would encourage you to, you know, if, if you're feeling beat down, which is normal, you know, if you're feeling tired, exhausted, like not sure what to do, it's like, look around you, you know, tap into the power of other, tap into the power of your teammates, you know, look around you for the people that are, are counting on you and also gain strength from them too. Cause there's a lot of people that are probably going through some of the same, you know, challenges as well. And so, uh, with that, um, yeah, I just want to wrap this up and, and say, thanks for sharing, you know, uh, again, always love learning more about, uh, you know, where, where this ism came from and, and how personal this one is to you. So, so thanks for sharing Murph. Hey, appreciate you DMAC. Thanks very much, man. I, I enjoy this.